This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You guys, welcome to episode 114 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It is me, Troy McKeady, and um, I'm really excited about today's episode. I haven't done this in like, it's been like a month or a month at least. Um, I'm doing a House Lives episode, which you know exactly what that means. I'm joined by my brethren, <laughs> Brandon Alvarado. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to do this. This was your idea. Hey, I, well, I once once we had the once I had the people in mind. I was like, we have to do this. Like, I was texting you immediately. I'm surprised it's been a month. I I, I thought yeah, time goes by fast, but it has been a while. Yes, yeah, time goes by so. This podcast, like, literally, I feel like it's aging me rapidly because the weeks go by so fast. And I'm like, oh, it's been three yeah. months since I spoke to you. Like, how is that possible? I don't know how it's possible. Was our last episode Ashley? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I hope she's doing well, you know, with that, with baby Dean and um, Michael. Because we were like predicting the season at that point. Like, and now it's over. Like it's, it's over. Well and they're filming season five or whatever. Um, well, I guess I should say who we're talking about today. So technically we're talking about, I'll just be honest. We are doing a Kenya Moore deep dive today. We're just talking about Kenya Moore because the Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming back. So excited. It's very much in the news. Uh, there's a lot of like, you know, it's like that preseason <clears throat> like media thing is happening where you're finding out who everybody isn't getting along with. And Kenya's return is like very highly anticipated. Um, I feel like Bravo's not really hyping up her return as much as I thought they would. They did it in their press release, but I keep seeing the commercials and she's in there, but I feel like they're not like, they are not saying that Kenya's back. They're, they're just sort of like, she, I think because they want us to forget that she was not really a part of last season and mm-hmm. Shamari instead. Sorry, Shamari. I think yeah. they just want us to believe that she was kind of always there. So it's just like, oh, here she is again. Like they're just kind of tossing her. Yep. I mean, I fair, she was gone for one year. It's not the biggest return in the world, but to me, it was everything. When I saw, once I saw that she was like back in the main credits, I like in the cast photo. My God, I like exhaled. I finally felt like I could breathe again. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, like <clears throat> people can say whatever they want about certain housewives and not liking them or liking them or whatever, but like you can tell, like the agency and like the uh, like the importance of a housewife, in my opinion, based on like when they do leave and come back and there are housewives that come and go all the time, but it's not Kenya Moore leaving the show was a huge deal and her coming back fucking devastated. And 
a horrible human being, but I was deb. But she's, I, I think one of the best housewives, especially in Atlanta, but one of the best housewives in general. She, to me, I always say this about her, and I know it's like the weirdest analogy or like weirdest comparison, but like I always thought of like, if you compare it to the Hills, I don't know why you ever would, but like think of it this way. I always thought Nini was like, if you give her the Lauren Conrad, like original role mm-hmm. protagonist, I always thought Kenya was the Kristen Cavallari, like the new protagonist yeah. who like saved the show halfway through it. Agreed. And I think Nini is very aware of that. And um, I don't know. And I, I also just like to kind of um, package things up for this podcast. Like I, I do think Kenya's relationships have been very fascinating oh. um, for the show. It's also been the closest thing we have. Do you watch Beverly Hills 90210? Do we talk about this together? The new one? The old one. Um, not religiously. Like I, I'm not like one of those people that's like crazy about it, but I know enough about the show. Do you know Tiffany Thiessen's character, Val Malone? Yeah. I always thought Kenya Moore was the closest thing we had to a Val Malone. <laughs> I love that. Who was like very much brought on the show to be a villain, but yep. also you, re- like you, peel back, you peel back the layers and she has such like a, it's like an open wound. Like she has such deep trauma. Yep. And I know it, people are going to laugh since 90210, but like that was like the whole point of Val Malone's character is that she was brought on to be a bad girl villain, which is exactly why Kenny was brought on to Housewives of Atlanta. Never forget her first, one of the most iconic taglines, I think of all time. Um, I was Miss, I was Miss USA, not Miss Congeniality. Yeah. She was brought on to be such a shitster. And then over the years, we've seen that she's an actual human being, which is, I think, one of the most fascinating things and one of the most fascinating arcs on the Housewives of Atlanta is just Kenya Moore's entire story. I agree. And I, I mean, I, I definitely think that Kenya Moore falls into the category in my mind. Like, there's a certain category of, like, just, just people in general on television and in and, and pop culture who don't get it's kind of what my whole podcast is based on, but it's like people that I feel like don't get the recognition or the credit that they deserve for whatever it is that they're doing. And Kenya Moore is like Atlanta's whistleblower. Like she is the one who always says the thing that the viewers wish they could say to the cast members. Like, and sometimes it takes three or four years for it to like turn into something. Oh yeah. I also think I'm now thinking about the fact about like what I just said about Nini and Kenya and their weird relationship. Nini to me, first of all, it, it makes sense to me why Nini hates Kenya because she's threatened. Yeah, of course. I think Nini has to remember that Nini, as much as we don't want to really say it, is bigger than the Housewives of Atlanta. She is like I think. Yeah. Nini, I think Nini's going to be a name that's going to be around. Past the Housewives of Atlanta, like she already was. Like Nini's just that person. Kenya, God bless her, is not. Like Kenya is yep. always going to be associated with the show and only the show. And I think Nini's sort of just Nini. I agree with that, and I also think that Nini got completely out of control. Of course, the one season that Kenya wasn't there. Not that like Kenya keeps her in line, but like Kenya is the one that's there to like. She always she's the one that says the thing to Nini that nobody else will say. Yes, that is true. And I say this, by the way, as someone who's not a fan of Nini, I don't, I actually think what I just said about Nini proves more that she should not be on the Housewives land anymore. I think Nini very much proved that she should not, no longer be on the Housewives. And I think that Kenny has proven that she should never leave. That's the most profound thing you've ever said on this podcast. Thank you. But yeah, without any doubt, like there's no, there's nothing left on that show for Nini. She doesn't no, bring anything. Still here. Like aside from a talking, a funny talking head, even those aren't the same. Like it's all, if anything, it's like 
I also have this really weird theory that I want to run by you and tell me if you think I'm insane. Okay. But I think that like Nini's sort of veneer on the show, no pun intended, her giant fake teeth oh my started God. to crack. Veneers, honey. <laughs> Why don't you get the motherfucking teeth fixed? <laughs> um, but I think that her veneer started to crack the, the Claudia Jordan's season. I think that, oh, that yeah. was like... She was created Claudia. I, I cannot believe her biggest foe on this show, besides Kim Zolciak Bierman, is fucking Claudia Jordan. Because, first of all, Claudia was an amazing housewife. I don't, like, I, Still don't get why they fired her. It's disgusting. I think they only let her go because of Nini. I think so too. She, ne- Claudia read Nini in a way that every person watching that show who gets annoyed by her, her like self entitled bullshit has wanted to read her. She said everything that every viewer has wanted to say, and she knew it. And it was an awesome housewife. Oh, she was so fucking good. And I feel like that moment, like that whole season, was like the season that validated all of Kenya's feelings about Nini. Yes. You know what I mean? What's tough about you. So I think, yes, I agree. And I think what's really tough about the housewives of Atlanta in general is that speaking of Claudia being fired, is that the, the housewives of Atlanta has notoriously had a very hard time casting new women and having them stay. We just saw it with Shamari who was literally canned after one year. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, Eva's made the cut for season 12. I, you know, I'm fine with Eva. I think they like Eva because of the whole model aspect and just like, she's a, she's a name. Like, I think that that's, I think more so than her bringing any drama. I think they like Eva because of what she's sort of, I think just her brand, I think is what they like yeah. about her. I think but, so too. And I say, and I like Eva, so I, I don't love her, but I like her. Um, it's similar to why I always thought they kept Cynthia because she's this gorgeous supermodel and that she sort of plays like a nice sort of grounding force for the show, even though mm-hmm. she's been on the show for fuck how many years. But, um, but with Atlanta Housewives, they have a very hard time casting you women. Claudia was a one year and then season eight where they cast, unfortunately, one of the worst housewives of all time, which is Kim Fields, who is, I can't, I mean, as much as people, as much as I was like, oh my God, she's doing this show. You saw like one episode of Kim Fields and you were like, get her off the screen. Like, yeah. Such a miscast. And, like, in a way that was funny for, like, maybe an episode, like, two episodes. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch her on the show. It was bad. And so, not only was Kenya one of the long-term housewives that came in mid, like, in five seasons, within five seasons, so was Portia. They both joined the same year, and those two are the only women, really, that, they're almost, like, the, the to this day, some of the most recent hired housewives. And now we're on season 12. That's so true. It's Atlanta is one of the. I mean, you don't really think about it. I know that we kind of talked about this with the Phaedra episode, but like, Atlanta is one of the cities that does have like a casting issue, and I feel like oh, casting issue. I don't. If, I don't know if they look at it as like a positive thing, but I'm telling you that it's a casting issue. I look at it as stop letting Lanethia Leaks stampede your fuck. Like, I think that everybody at Bravo was terrified of Nini. I think that like. Andy Cohen feels like he can railroad whoever. If he needs to, like, he can dangle a carrot in front of Jill Zarin's face for 10 years and he can let go and, and hire whoever he wants and they're all at his feet. But Nene and Bethany specifically, and I think even more so Nene, if I'm being honest with you, I yeah. feel like Nene intimidates Andy in a way that's like, she's basically casting this show. You know what I mean? And like, they've gotten rid of people in the past or like, limited people's time on the show because of her and like that's annoying like i don't know i just think that i also think about 
I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think even with the casting issue, you and I just have this whole like conversation off mic about Married to Medicine, which I'm binge watching. I think what I'm going to say is that obviously a lot of the women that I think would be on Atlanta Housewives, they like Mariah, for example, like I said, was supposed to be on the Atlanta Housewives or they were looking at her to be on the Atlanta Housewives, but then she did her own show. And I think that all the women, like I say this because the women on this show tend to hang out with, I mean, who are some of their friends? I remember, like, they're friends with, like, the Braxtons who have their own show. Like, they're friends yeah. with the Mary Tyson girls who are on their own show. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I'm not just saying that they're running within circles of, like, specifically African-American, like, reality stars in Atlanta. Well, they're, they're Atlanta stars. They're well, Atlanta I, reality stars. Publicly, yeah. So I'm saying the cast members in the show that they publicly hang out with tend to be of other, like, reality show fame. Yeah. So I'm, like, actively trying to think of who they... Which is why they don't have someone on, left, like, coming out of left field, like, Kim Fields joining the show. I'm like, wow. I'm like... I, I mean, Atlanta has such a rich group of people that I'm surprised that they've not been able to kind of pick up and find more women to join the show, but I don't know. I agree. I mean, I think the thing, like you said, like we just had this whole conversation about Married to Medicine, and I think the thing that that show has gotten right, if you're not watching Married to Medicine, like you're not watching TV, just so you know, like it's so, so much better than any Housewives franchise. It the really relationships is. are like, like the most intense authentic emotional like i've cried watching that show i really have and you know what i mean and it's like rare that i could say that i've cried watching atlanta housewives but i've fucking sobbed watching married to medicine and the thing that that show has gotten right is that these women fucking care about each other and like i feel like they all collectively feel like we're a part of this little our own little weird sector of bravo that we made successful and we have our own little thing they're not trying to hold a blow up the way it did Oh my God. And now it's like, they have a spinoff in another city. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just, I think that like what they did as far as casting with that show, like they need to figure that out in Atlanta because the married to medicine women genuinely care about each other, even if they hate each other. It's true. And these women, I mean, it seems like everyone in this cast hates Nini basically. Um, who's a friend of again. Um, and I think, so funny enough, I'm looking at the cast for this season. It's Nini, it's Candy, Cynthia, uh, Portia, and Eva. So the only change, like, if you look at this cast compared to Kenya's first cast, the only difference is that Phaedra was there instead of Eva. Yeah. That's the only difference. That's how long we've been with these people on the show. I think some for good, some for bad. I think Portia has grown so much on the show and we can't ever have her gone. I think that... Mm-hmm. I, uh, Cynthia is, uh, I mean, I go, I very much go back and forth with her. I don't really know if I want to keep seeing her on the show, even though we keep getting her every year. And I think she's stunning. And I think that she seems nice and that's fine. Nini needs to go. I got to tell you, I'm kind of bored with Candy at this point, who's like the lead of the show. Like she really is as much as Nini thinks she's the star. I actually think Candy's our protagonist. Oh, this is Candy's show. Oh my God. Are you it's kidding? Nini is the only one who thinks her, that. But I, I'm, I love her, but I'm kind of over it. Ooh. I don't blame you for that. I mean, I, I really, I truthfully think that this show needs to get rid of Nini. They need to stop rewarding oh, they her. her. They have to stop rewarding her for terrible behavior. When she decides at a reunion <clears throat> to cross her feet and turn her face towards everybody and not speak, like, I'm sorry, but it's gross. And the viewers don't give a shit that Nini feels like she runs Bravo. We don't care. You know yeah, what I mean? Her, I know. I like. I feel like I'm not being heard. <laughs> no, like legit. Like, shouting into the void for at this point years about Nini's fucking bad behavior, and I feel like every year we keep getting more of her. And I'm like, I, guys, like, bravo. We we're tell good. you, we're good. Like her, we're good. Like, 
I'm we we've under we now know what this show is like without her. We've had it because she decided to run off and try and become a, an actor, and the rug was pulled from under her, and she sort of failed miserably. And now she's like stuck in this weird place. It's like a Stassi thing where like she was better than the show for a while. And now she's not better than the show, but she is better than the show. She's just there because it's her show. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. How about that? We're now in season 12. Remember she came back season 10. It was the big return of Nini and Kim as a friend. And we had Sheree together. Remember how much of a flop that was? Oh my God. Nini's hyped return was such a flop. It was not a very good season. It was also Kenya's last season before this one. So again, she's been gone for one year. You guys, I want to talk to you about something important. If you know me, then you know that I'm pretty unapologetic about the fact that I champion women. I was raised by women. I've only ever really lived with women, and I'm surrounded by what I would consider to be strong female energy for a majority of my day, which is why I feel compelled to talk to you about Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. They ask themselves, if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, then why shouldn't the same be true for feminine care products? Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. There's no BS, no mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going on in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. In addition to Lola being a female-founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, they now offer sex products too. Sex by Lola is a line of gynecologist-approved sexual health and wellness products, lubricated condoms, personal lubricant, and cleansing wipes designed first and foremost for women. All products are stripped of unnecessary, irritating additives and deliver the sensation and reliability women expect and deserve. Sex by Lola is the next step in the mission to becoming the first lifelong brand for women's bodies. Until now, women have only been offered products aggressively marketed towards men and their desires. But what about your needs, girls? At Lola, women come first. You should be empowered to make decisions about your sex life. Lola's ultra-thin lubricated condoms are made of a natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STI protection. Their ultra-thin design and premium medical-grade silicone oil lubricant ensures a safe and without sacrificing sensation. I got a discreet little Lola subscription box in the mail, and guess what I did with it? I put all the products in glass jars and stationed them around my bathroom. Because Lola items come in this very chic, simple matte packaging so now when i have people over they'll feel encouraged to maybe take a condom or three um also when i have girlfriends over and they stay the night or whatever they have an array of safe feminine hygiene products to choose from your lola subscription is fully customizable you can choose your mix of products absorbency number of boxes and frequency of delivery lola subscription is super flexible you can also change skip or cancel your subscription at any time um also for every purchase lola will donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the u.s and for 30% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter smush when you subscribe. I gotta say, it was kind of a flop for everybody. Um, Nini was such a floppier. Kenya was a floppier because she came in um, newly married but didn't want her husband on the show. And and she just... I, honestly, I think when Kenya left, originally, I was kind of upset, but at the same time, I was like, she doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like her head's in the game anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. Felt like she outgrew it in her own way by just simply having a family. Now I don't feel that way anymore because now I'm like, welcome back. Because then we saw what season eleven was flop. Sorry, sorry, Shamari. But it's true. It's true. Let's actually get into like the 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 Kenya of it all. Like, let's like, like what was your your initial feeling about Kenya when you like she was first on the show, like her first season? 
So when Kenya first came in and I heard the, for the first time, I'm Miss Congeniality, not Miss, I'm Miss USA, not Miss Congeniality. I was like, who's this bitch? And she came in, don't forget, as a friend of Miss Lawrence, not as a friend of any of the housewives. Yeah, that's true. That was when they, so they got her from central casting and they threw her in. So we didn't know how that would be. But uh, the first time I saw Kenya, I was, I liked her. I, I didn't like her. I thought she was like, I, I didn't like her as a human being. I was already, I was very put off by her. And she, Kenya was very much, as much as people might think Kenya might be kind of an actress now on the show, with like kind of being like a stunt queen. She was like that times 20 in her first season. So I think people really either liked her a lot or they absolutely hated her because it was very, she was just very put on. Mm -hmm. And I liked the energy she brought to the show immediately. um, Because at that point she was replacing Sheree. Yep. And I thought, I don't know. I just, I liked her immediately. I I thought at that point the show needed such a little bit of a revamp that I was happy to have her in. Yeah, I thought that she was like a good. My initial reading of Kenya was that she was a fun villain, which I love. You know, I love like um a like a an aware like a self aware villain who's like, I'm here to fuck shit up. I'm here to stir things up. I'm here to just like throw shade at people and whatever. But then the thing about Kenya that like added this whole layer is that she wasn't like a one note villain. It's like you said earlier, she was a very sort of like damaged girl who had um who had like this really fucked up past. And also, by the way, Kenya is so smart. Like she actually could talk circles around any of those women and watching her, her first season, like go tit for tat with Portia, who at the time was even more dumb than she is now. It like, if anything elevated Kenya, like she was so clearly like so much more well-spoken and smart and she could put her words together. Like Kenya is like a a lawyer of shade. I think Kenya, I will say Kenya watching Kenya was a little bit mesmerizing for the first time because I had rarely, at that point, I don't recall there. It does happen, but it doesn't happen as much as we, we may think it does where a housewife comes in for the first, their first season, like, a few seasons into the show and immediately is the villain. Like they usually mm-hmm. get like you to develop that. She was, I, it, it didn't happen a lot. Like she was immediately like the very clear and, and like you said, very fun villain to watch. Like I really, as much as she was like stirring it up, I very much enjoyed watching it. I was yeah. never, I was never sick of Kenya. I was always loving the fact that she was like part of that cast. Yeah. She's one of those reality stars where it's like, there, there are people who watch reality TV and understand, like, how important it is to have... We've talked about this, but, like, how important it is to have people on the show that you don't necessarily care for or, like, that the cast doesn't get along with. And some people don't get that and want people like that immediately fired. Well, like, they're... they're 11 of Housewives without her there. and see, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're riveted by the show. You are hooked watching every week, living, but also want the person to leave who's causing all of this, like, tension. Oh, doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know? But um, but I also think she's super interesting because Kenya is like, how do I put this into words? She's like an obvious villain and all those things. But at the same time, like, she teeters between being a villain and being the voice. Like, she sometimes is the only person saying the thing that you wish they would say. Like, you're like, fuck, like somebody just tell Nini to shut the fuck up and that this isn't, you know what I mean? Like somebody tells so-and-so blah, blah, blah. And she's the one that does it. Like Phaedra, for example, she had Phaedra's fucking ticket punched six years ago. Kenya has been aware of who Phaedra Parks is for 
years. And she got ridiculed for calling Phaedra out for oh, years. I will say, the I, I hate to say it because it's so problematic, but the only good read that Phaedra ever had on her was the one about her not being able to, about her having kids. And she knew it. And that was like... It was so disgusting what Phaedra said, but it was so... I don't even know what to say. It was it was one of the, it was actually one of the best things Phaedra's ever said, even though it was also one of those evil things she's ever said to a person. Because she knew it was like the only thing that she could really say that like you'll never have a man and like you'll never have kids because you can't keep a man and blah blah blah. And because Kenny really came in season five and her storyline for a while, not only was her fake relationship with Walter, but with her budding flirtation with Phaedra's husband. Apollo. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes, we can, where they jumped into the pool. <laughs> First of all, we later learned after the season aired that Walter admitted that Kenya didn't want to come into the show single and like basically asked him like, hey, you know, will you just like be my boyfriend for the show? And he agreed to it and then regretted it because the show got much bigger in his life than he probably intended it to be. Um, What's so funny too, by the way, is that like, Kenya was not fooling anybody. Like everyone knew her relationship was fake. It was so obvious. And Kenya's Kenya's storyline that year was that she wanted him to propose so badly and he was not doing it. And like, it was obvious why he was not doing it because it was fake. And Kenya was trying so hard to make everyone believe that they were together and like, nobody was buying it. I I just, it was, it was too funny to me. I, I, it, it's actually one of the things when I was rewatching some of the episodes, like I actually forgot about the Walter storyline for a while. Cause now we have obviously um, her husband, her now almost ex-husband. And then we had Matt. So like it was, yep. it's been a while since Walter has, has been in my life. It was just such a weird time because it doesn't make any sense to me how a person can be so aware, like can be so aware of the temperature of the room, but also so not self-aware. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I, that was the one thing that Kenya was not, like, getting about herself. Like, she's so not self-aware at all. But, like, she is very aware of, like, what's actually going on with all the women, you know? By the way, yes. And by the way, can I just say that Kenya came in at such a fucking wild time for the show. Like, I, if, you even, if you guys go back and, like, watch the trailer for season five... It literally, it, it's it's all it's 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 Nini going to LA because that's when she's working on Glee or the no she's working on the norm, new normal at that oh, point. God, it was such a weird time. She's working the new normal. It was it was Kenya versus Portia when Portia calls her Ashy as she walks out the door. Uh, it was and it literally at, at one point Walter in the trailer is asking Kenya if she took her medicine and she's like laying down with a pillow on her face like moaning. And it, <laughs> And it ends with, like, Kenya, like, uh, trying to, like, physically fight, I think, Portia, and Nini's trying to hold her back. And then it ends, I forgot about this, it ends with Kim leaving the show and slapping the camera out of her face. Oh, yeah. Get that damn thing out of my face. You remember that? Like, that was, like, she was, like, literally going to that weird luncheon where she told everyone to go fuck themselves, basically. (laughs) And she had all those weird excuses for not flying that made no sense. I mean, to be fair, she was very pregnant, I think. But she did all these good excuses for not showing up on any trips, but then still expecting to get paid to do her job on the show. It was very weird. It was all weird. <laughs> She's like, my doctor said if I'm wearing boots and I'm on the plane, then my feet will explode. You know, because lose the baby. Like, all these weird things that nobody would ever actually say. It was amazing. Um, but no, yeah, that was a really crazy time for her to join the cast. <laughs> she came in like a bat out of hell and just, like, completely revamped 
the show. Like, she, like, dorinda the show. Like, she came in and was like, wow. She really did dorinda the show. It was a great... I gotta tell you, season five, if we all forgot, is a great season of Housewives of Atlanta, in my opinion. It is actually a very good season. Um, But now we, we have to talk about, like, her and Apollo, how fucking weird that was. Like, what was your take on her and Apollo? Um, I thought that it was very obvious that Apollo was talking to her on the side and then he was like kind of throwing it all on her. Yeah. I don't really know what her intentions were, honestly. And I feel bad that she got the brunt of all the hate from Phaedra and probably the women and probably the fans. I don't really remember what they all thought. But I thought it was, to me, obvious that Apollo was like clearly trying to flirt with her a lot. And I think that she was just like, all right. And I think that she enjoyed it on the show a little bit. But I'm talking about like the off-camera stuff. He was like literally, te- literally texting her while she was in L.A. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I felt that he kind of like was able to slide away from it because he's a guy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, ag- I agree with that. I mean, I always, I am still under the... Even to this day, with him having a new fiance and having served jail time, I'm still under the impression that Apollo and Phaedra had more of like an arrangement than a marriage. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like I, I don't, I don't think that they were like in love, and I think that they had this sort of convenient thing that they had worked out, where like, you know, they're attracted to each other, and you know, if they wanted to like hook up and have sex, like a, a normal married couple, sure, but. And they, like, were playing husband and wife, but at the same time, I definitely think that outside of the show, like, they had an understanding of, like, you can kind of go do whatever you want, just don't make me look bad. Like, don't make me look stupid, you know? Oh, yeah. And do you remember when Phaedra and Apollo, like, forced us to, like, sit through them, like, disgustingly make out to prove that they were in love? And, like, remember that? Of course. I think they did it a couple of times, but it was so gross. And, like, I, I just feel like Kenya came in and just rocked Phaedra's world in a way that was a little bit too much for her. Um, but I definitely think that they had more of an understanding of, like, what that was. <laughs> um, yes. Camera, you know what I mean? Almost hit Kenya with her purse. Oh, yeah. That was, like, about Mr. Chocolate, which we find out. Because the storyline was that that sh- that what's her face phaedra was possibly talking about talking to a guy named mr chocolate or something like that which we find out later is giselle bryant's ex-husband jamal bryant yeah uh, and so phaedra who was completely rocked by these rumors that she was possibly cheating like gets up from the dinner table holds her it was like about to hit kenya and then has to like sit down god i forgot about that oh my god the way that kenya used to push her buttons was amazing oh kenya was fucking fearless this woman yeah I- because after the, after that, we have to talk about the the fight of all fights. Portia pulling Kenya by the hair and dragging. <laughs> 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 to say, someone who and she and the thing is, Kenya is. I think the one thing about Kenya that is something I find interesting, but also obviously not a great quality of hers, but fun for TV, awful in real life, is that she doesn't only just push their buttons, she pushes people but- people's buttons until they become literally, like, they turn red, and, like, you... Until they see red. Like, they, they're they just gonna, like, lose it. Like, she really does that to people, where she will purposely try and make them so angry until they come after her, so then she can say, oh, they attacked me. Yeah, she... That's what I mean. Like, she knows the thing that you... Like, the one thing to say to each person to get them just like the worst versions of themselves. You know what I mean? To turn them into literal monsters. Like she turned Phaedra into a monster. And like Phaedra, like 
obviously throw shade and she'll read you for filth, but like probably. the low but blows she that she was giving Kenya, oh my god. Yeah, she really, she truly brought out the worst in Phaedra. Uh, yeah. Kenya, I, those two, there's no love lost between those two. They, I think to this day, I'm sure they truly hate each other. Be, like, without any doubt. Like, they are one of the most underrated, like, housewife um, rivalries that people don't talk about enough. Like, they I were... Know, I think the Kenya portion one gets more attention probably because of the hair pull. Yeah. But, because they've really, because Portia and Kenya, until I think this year really hated each other, like really hated each other for reasons that ended up being sort of like, I actually thought that the Phaedra Kenya thing had way more life, to, like way, had way more roots to it. Like they hated each other because Phaedra, it was, had to do with Phaedra's marriage and like, mm-hmm. and she was very threatened by Kenya. The Kenya Portia feud was just like two women that could, like, I, I was trying to find the basis of their fight. There really wasn't one. They just like kind of don't, they just didn't connect. Like they just, and then they just developed that, like not connecting into just completely hating each other. Yeah, they almost had like an enemy, keep your enemies closer relationship that backfired. Yeah, why they feuded? They didn't like why. I really honestly don't remember the initial, the initial thing. I really it was, don't. It was oh, you know what it was? It was the fact that Portia called her Miss America. It was <gasps> that it was some stupid oh, bullshit. Yeah, it, it was. was the accidentally called her Miss America, and because and and these two, I mean, like it's very easy to set off Portia, as we know. So the moment that Kenya was like kind of offended by that and like probably throwing shade, of course, then Portia gets really actually upset and 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 then Kenya gets upset. Like it it would turn from like Portia like honestly having an, like doing something by accident because I remember Kenya said no that wasn't an accident you purposely called me that and Portia's like or, or, uh, yeah Portia's like no I fucking didn't you crazy woman like Portia was like I ac- like Portia's like I don't know who you are. I also if I'm to play devil's advocate I also do think that like at that time, especially like Porsche's sort of image on the show was that of like a flighty, dumb, like wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome, uh, sort of expendable girl who was just like there, but who really gave a shit. Like she, she was just like, I don't think that Kenya like respected how stupid she was. Cause Portia was like, I mean, she's really come a long way. Portia, it's it is shocking to watch Portia in the fifth season, and I find it funny that Bravo ended up casting um, Kenya and Portia at once, and these two women at the time seemed like complete opposites, and yeah. so that led to Kenya being the star of the season, but it led to Portia probably being more well liked. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I definitely, I definitely think that Kenya had a hard time like respecting her, like. Uh, her saying things like the, she thought the underground railroad was like an actual railroad stuff like that. Like yeah, I think fair, Portia was annoying as fuck that first season. I'm not going to lie. Portia was not like, I didn't really like watching Portia in that year. I was mortified by her. And then like her being, and then she was like, she was giving you a little bit of like Alexis Bellino tease a little bit. Like that was um, I come from my husband's rib bullshit. Like it was just like, she was a lot. That was weird. Okay, so maybe I take back the viewers' lecture about because I do think the viewers. I think the what I was trying to say is the viewers are, were very polarized with Kenya. I think that they were less so with Portia. I think, and I say that because Portia was harmless, and at, oh at, yeah, the most that Portia was doing was being a complete moron. Oh no, I completely agree with you. I think that the viewers had like. I think the viewers always looked at Portia as just like a silly kind of like, she's funny and she's fun and whatever, you know? It was hard to watch her that season, but even still, like, you know she's like a good person, you know? Yeah, like, you could tell she was fine. And she didn't step it up until season six, which which was when 
because she was only married for one year on that show, and then and then it was divorced Portia, which is complete, which is the Portia we've come to know and love today. Yeah, the best version of her was. I mean, it was the best thing that she could have ever done in her life is leave him. Oh yeah. Oh, can I say one thing about Kenya? By the way, that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Why is Cynthia up her ass? That's the other thing I kept forgetting about those two is that Cynthia was up, and that was the one thing that I actually understood Nini about. Yeah. Uh, is that C- it, Cynthia was up Kenya's ass? Why? You know, that was really weird. I really like, I don't know what that was about. I almost feel like Cynthia was like more afraid of her than anything. And like at that point, then afraid to not be friends with her. It was, that was weird. I think it's sort of like, I think that was the only time I ever looked at Kenya and was like, oh, you're the new Nini in Cynthia's life. Like, yeah. Does Cynthia really likes to be fr- like Cynthia seems that it seems that Cynthia's very close friendships, like very close, are the ones where like she's not just like them, she's actually the complement of them, which means that she's basically the opposite. So like her and Nini and their dynamic, I mean, those two are could not be more different in my opinion. Yeah. And I and I really don't think that Cynthia and Kenya are that similar at all in personality. And I think that Cynthia really thrives off of being a beta. I mm-hmm. think she's very Carol Radziwill in that way. Um, and very much reminiscent of the Carol Bethany. Besides, like, the whole falling out, I'm just saying, like, the actual dynamic is the one that she seems to have had with Nini and one that she had at one point with Kenya, I think. I agree with that. I definitely think that Cynthia is, like, like you said, like, she just thrives in that, like, sort of beta, like, I'm at your beck and call emotionally, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's it's weird, but that was a weird, that friendship got weird. It's hard for me to even, like, kind of wrap my head around it got weird, and I uh, think that, like, it got very weird. And I always remember thinking that when we first met Cynthia, I never... I think... Before, okay, let's be honest. Before you meet Cynthia on the show, you see her, and she's like, "This is a, there's a supermodel. Like, she's going to be... She's exactly... The way I looked at Cynthia was the way that I ended up thinking Eva was, where Eva is, like, also a model, but also, like, the alpha. I don't know why I'm assuming that models are suddenly alphas, because they're not. Yeah. I just expected Cynthia to have more attitude than she actually does, and mm-hmm. we got that with Eva. Yeah, I, you know, I've always thought this about Cynthia. You could tell me if you think I'm crazy, but like, I've always felt like because Cynthia is kind of a, like, she's like the queen of betas. Like, she's like the ultimate submissive. Like, she does these weird things to try and like, like, she has these moments of like wanting to look like she has a voice and that she's outspoken and, you know, like, whatever. But it's so disingenuous that it like comes off weird. It does come off very weird. And I think that the one thing I'll say, and I would say this about Cynthia is that even though she doesn't have a lot of attitude, and again, I don't, I don't know why I'm equating model with um, alpha because that's just so not the case. I just thought that I had, I think it's because when Cynthia first came on, like she was very much, I think your tagline was something about like, oh, I know how to work it. Like it was, that was like Cynthia's, like she was trying to be whole, like I'm a supermodel and I'm mm-hmm. up. And then we find out that Cynthia's, like when you peel back those layers, she's just a really sweet woman. Like, yeah, she's like a nice gal. She's very much like a Stephanie Holman in that way, even though I think Stephanie Holman's like the purest of pure. I think Cynthia, as we find out in the trailer from this season, is that apparently me is trying to like expose Cynthia for not being so nice. So I'm curious about that because honestly, if there's if any of that shit's true, then it's been like seven seasons too late for that. But I'm ready if it because I don't want Cynthia to be taken down because I like her. But if 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 Nini has anything to expose, I mean, fine, expose it. I'm here for it. Show me because I thought what happened yeah. last year with her and Candy was pretty bad. It was really bad. I mean, like, bad. yeah. And she tried to sidestep from it, and it was it was not good. And that was and that had to do with Kenya because that was the whole bringing Kenya to this event without telling Nini. 
And that's the other thing is I feel like that's what I was going to say. I think that Cynthia also has like a completely, not like evil side to her, but I think that Cynthia is like one of those women that will talk. She will read you the fucking house down mama behind your back and to her best friends, but she would never say 90% of the shit to your face. So then her best friend, like the alpha that's in her life has all this dirt on her. And like, you know, like who worse to be mad at you than uh, Kenya Moore? You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I'm going to get up from this dinner table and go make sure that Kenya's okay because I don't want her to be mad at me. You know what I mean? I think here's the thing about Nini and Cynthia. I will say this. And I think that we, we don't consider this enough as Housewives fans. As much as Nini likes someone like a beta, someone that she th- we think that she can control, what Nini loves even more is someone who can step the fuck up. That's just why... Yep. And, which is why she loves Sheree, loved Sheree, and loved Kim. Mm-hmm. And Cynthia and Nini have had a very long friendship. I'm sure Cynthia has stepped the fuck up, but we just haven't seen it. There's a reason why Nini and her are very, very, very close. I also want to get another, I want to run another theory by you. This is something that, um, one of those things that I always say keeps me up at night. Um, so, like, towards the middle of of uh, Kenya's, like, time on the show, yeah. she's, like, established her character. Like, we all know who she is. Um, we know everything about her mom. And, like, she's, like, really opened up about her family stuff and, like, who she actually is. But she still is, like, that shady bitch. You know what I mean? So, like, still polarizing, still seen as a villain, still hated, always losing polls on Watch What Happens. And (laughs) this really interesting thing happened, I think, that was, like, for me, really hard to watch. I don't think many people cared. But this weird thing happened with with Kenya where no matter what happened to her, and this is, like, the Matt years. Oh, my God. Sorry for jumping around, by the way, because the Matt years are quite important, and I did not mean to skip over them. No, not at all. The Matt years are everything. And I think that, like, you know... It's just fascinating, like, during that time in her life when she, there were things that she had 100% validation in. Like, when they went on that trip and that guy was, like, threatening to beat her up. <gasps> Tammy, and, um, oh my god, Tammy's, like, like relative you, friend, brother? I don't remember. Like, that was fucking disgusting and gross. That was and, bad. Like, Matt, like, breaking into her house and stuff and, like, I don't know. It would like this weird thing happened where like, not only did the women on the show have no sympathy for her because of how she had like established herself, like the viewers had no sympathy for this woman who was like clearly having things happen to her that you like should feel bad about. It was pretty horrifying. Yeah, I do. I don't know why this slipped under the radar because Housewives Lena told a very interesting story about abuse, not only with Kenya, but with Sheree. Yeah. Um, Means that both have sort of slipped under the radar in recent times. Kenya's was especially potent and, and very, um, I mean, we really were watching, we were watching it in real time. I mean, it was really, it was a weird, scary, I actually remember the scene where she was like talking to the producer, crying to this woman, because at that point, Matt had thrown something through her garage door or something in the yeah. window and she had to have him arrested and she was still saying how much she loved him and how angry, how angry he was. And then he was on camera. He was on camera because then he showed up. He actually showed up to the house and they were fighting on TV. Like, what the fuck? But nobody cared. Like, nobody cared that that was happening to her because at that point, the viewers didn't like her enough that they just, like, didn't mind that she was being abused by some guy. 
Yeah. And that's tough because, you know, I think as much as Kenya, I think, unfortunately, as much as Kenya is a good villain in the show, I think the other dark, dark side of it is that things like this, like abuse happens. And it's like people either see her as the villain and don't care or... I don't know, or do they see her as this, or do they see it as almost not being real? Because it's like, oh, it's this TV character. Like, I don't really know what it was. I mean, I think I think you kind of hit it on the hit the nail on the head, um, which is just basically, yeah, that she was the villain and that people didn't like her enough that they didn't care, which is very sad. Yeah, I almost feel like it was a um, a like, well, what did she do? You know, it was it was a lot of that. Like, what did she do to Matt? Like, what it was even like Sheree and Phaedra saying stuff like that, like what did she do to provoke this guy who we've all met and we think is really nice? And then even that guy in on vacation who literally was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you who like said that on camera. Yeah, that was bad. I remember and people were like, not, and and I remember people were like, Oh, she's being ridiculous because Kenya called security on Tammy's relative. Like but the, what? Person, the same person like knocked out Tammy. Yeah, thank you. Remember that? Like she yes. was like, knocked out on camera. Her name is Tammy, right? Yeah, it's Tammy. God bless Tammy. And I remember she was like completely like knocked out. Did he like hit her? I don't even remember what happened. I remember something happened where she got completely knocked out. I just remember it was something violent. And I remember Candy being the only person who said like, well, he made me feel uncomfortable too. Like, and and somebody was pregnant. Candy was pregnant, right? Candy was pregnant. Like, and they were all like, no, you provoked him. None of us. And then remember Andy even said like, who, cause I just recently rewatched this reunion. Like who out of this group felt uncomfortable with him being there. And none of them raised their hands on purpose just to make her look bad. Like a guy threatened to beat her up on camera. Like, what are you Can doing? You also not raise your hand. Of course. Wow. Kim. Okay. Like what? Okay. I didn't see anything happen. Uh, you didn't raise your hand. What the fuck, Cynthia? Yeah, it was like, that was wild. Like, it was... like made me uncomfortable, and I wasn't there. It was crazy to see the show, her character sort of, like, turn in on itself. And, like, yes. it's like at this point, you could literally... If if the viewers and the your castmates don't feel bad for you that a man has broken into your house and, that, like, has well, admitted... People thinking it wasn't real. Like, it, that was what threw me off, too, is that I think because Kenya's known as such a stunt queen. Right. Like, I think people were then questioning how real this, her relationship with Matt even was, but regardless of whether or not, I mean, first of all, you, we see, like you saw the rock through the wind, like, and you saw him be angry. You saw it. And I think if people thought that that was an acting moment, I think that they have to really reevaluate what they're thinking, because I, I think that, that was actually one of the most authentic Kenya moments we've ever gotten on the show. Agreed. And Kenya, God bless her has given us quite a bit with like, her aunt and her mom, like we've got, and her father, like you've gotten a lot of authentic moments from her. And that was like one of the most, and I doubt Kenya would want even have wanted that on TV. Yeah. It was wild. Like that was a wild thing to watch, to see the audience be like, nah, she provoked him. She's a bitch. It's like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> what what's happening? Um, but then we have this most recent re- situation, which like, she's just so unlucky in love. Like, not even in the sense of like she can't find a great guy, but it's like her narrative on this show, no matter what, will always be that she like can't oh. keep a guy, can't hold a guy down, nobody will really want her. And it's like, of course, what during what what should have been her premiere season, this is the season. This is like the moment we've all been waiting for. She found a man. And not only has she found a man, he's hot 
and he's wealthy and he wants to have a baby. They were fucking gorgeous. And he doesn't want to film. (laughs) He doesn't want to be on the show. So she has this one of those weird housewife seasons where she has a double life and she's barely there. And that was just such a sad way to see things go down. Like, I hate that we didn't get to see this happen. I remember being really bummed out by her entire trajectory to that season because he was literally not there. She also didn't go on the cast trip to Barcelona, which that was a fucking flop trip. Remember that? We're mm-hmm. sitting like, let's stay at the Airbnb. And the ladies were like, no, after one night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, let's go to a hotel. But she didn't go on the cast trip. Like, she very much was, like, not a housewife that year. Yeah. So I, I don't blame Bravo for firing her, honestly, after that because – at that point, I, I understood. I didn't like what I, I didn't like it, obviously. And I think after season 11, we know how much we need Kenya on our cast, but we need Kenya fully. Kenya. We need the full Kenya. Like, I'm, I don't want it to be another season with her coming up where it's going to be that we don't see Mark and that, like, it's going to be another, like, a, that kind of season. Yeah, I agree. I don't want it. And I, but yeah, after season 10, I thought that, I didn't know, I never thought they would actually fire her. I kind of thought they just threatened her. And, or I thought they'd bring her back as a friend. So when they didn't and they brought her back for like one episode, I was like, wow, okay. Like I, they actually did it. And I think, I, cause I think the network after that, cause I, I feel like they were definitely pissed about the fact that she got married off camera and yeah. then also like wouldn't bring him on camera. I think that they fired her like thinking that it would just be a big fuck you. Yeah. And then season 11 happened and then they're yep. like, come back. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine what they were thinking when that happened when she did get married because it's literally been her storyline. Like, that is who she is. Like, that's it's been her arc on this entire show. Yeah, like, that's what Kenya Moore is. Like, she is the girl who can't get a man. And then she had this, like, fairy tale story that, like, none of us saw. But I definitely think that it'll, it'll be interesting to see her as, like, a mom on tv i'm very excited to see her as a mom um i am wondering how much mark will be there i obviously now with the divorce you know happening it's going to be wild to see how that plays out on the show the show is already teasing their marital issues so they're very much on top of it did you think that her and mark were gonna last and i know i'm asking this without seeing a lot of him but like knowing kenya (sighs) um no yeah me neither i think that kenya got married I mean, I don't blame her. I probably would have done the same thing, but it's like, after all she's been through on the show, as far as like relationships and how dumb she's looked for, you know, seven years or whatever. Um, I probably would have done something similar. just like, Oh my God, like I found this really hot guy. He's like the owner of a restaurant. Like he's like really successful and he's beautiful. Like I'm going to marry him like right now. You know what I mean? Like, why not? I know. And I, I got to say, and I don't, and, and by the way, I don't want to sound ageist because I when first joined the show. I thought she was in her thirties. I think Kenya is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kenya, I just looked at her age. She's 48. She I got know. married at six. Her, not only was her storyline, like I want to be a mother and be a wife. She was like, she was in her forties when she joined the show. And by the way, but by all means, that is not in any way old, but comparing her to Portia, who's living the exact same storyline, Portia's 38. She's 10 years younger than Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all the more reason for them to throw it in her face. Like, it's not going to happen for you. Right. And so I think this it was this sort of... Um, well, I'm sure being actually really liking this guy, but I'm sure there was a bit of a desperation there to, to, to kind of prove, 
oh, look, I found someone, I can do it. And I can have a kid now and look at me like, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm living the life and this is, I, I'm doing me. Like, I think Kenya was definitely eager to get the marriage going and have that be part of her storyline. I, I genuinely forgot that Kenya was 48 years old. I'm not going to lie. I kind of actually did too. I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought Kenya, if you told me, if you asked me what Kenya's age was, I would have guessed it was like maybe 42. God, I'm like really, 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 I'm, I'm just upset that we'll never really know. Like, it would be nice to know what his personality was like. Not that I, I mean, look, I will say, and I was reading about, I was reading a little bit about him earlier today. And like, you know, obviously he was saying that he like didn't want to do the show because he doesn't feel like they portray men in the best light. And um, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's true. Like the husbands don't get a great edit on any housewife city. If they do, it's like very rare. Atlanta gets an especially bad edit for the men, as we know. Cough, cough, Peter. I mean, is there a man in Atlanta who <sighs> hasn't gotten, like, just fucking railroad? I mean, I guess Greg Leakes. Greg, but even Greg Leakes went through it with that original divorce. The only husband so far has been edited fine. I'm looking at the list right now. Um, she hasn't been on the show long enough, but Eva's husband yeah that's true yeah yeah about that edit don't worry he'll get one he'll, he'll get one um ronnie devoe never didn't get a terrible edit he was like a good husband that year no yeah he wasn't bad and also like croy wasn't really like like never got like a bad edit on no croy it's funny enough croy did kind of get the best edit didn't he but he's also a mute i know that was why he got the best edit it's like it's easy to look good when you don't blink or speak I think the ultimate man on the show, as much as I'm sick of Nini, I will always love Greg Leakes. And I think that he's the ultimate like husband of the show. And I think that, I think that, but I do think that this comes off of just like the house of Atlanta has a pretty notoriously bad set group of guys. on the show. Well, the close second being, um, Cynthia's ex, which like, I guess you can't count cause he's like not, not. In a there, but Oh my God. I mean, my God, like fuck. Leon. Oh fuck. Oh my God. Leon is the best. Oh, Leon. I live like he like makes me feel like my ovaries are like throbbing. Like I literally like, I need to birth his child. Who's the best? (laughs) Wow. You know what I realized too about spouses? They were not married, but oh my God, Candy's original first guy, the one who got killed. Oh yeah. Yep. Ooh. Can you watch Candy's YouTube channel? No. What's on, what's going on in her YouTube channel? So Candy does interviews, but she just interviews random housewives. And oh, like, yes. I actually saw one of them, I think. They're really good. She's good. I yeah. Like She's a really, really good interview with Dorinda. And, That's um, Yeah. How amazing was that? If you guys haven't seen it, it's incredible. Like Candy and Dorinda, the most... Uh, I mean, like, I never would have thought in my mind that they needed, like, a, a road trip spinoff show. But, like, oh, my God. They are, like... They are gal friends. And, like, they obviously have the experience of, like, losing, like, a spouse. And it was so cool to listen to them talk about it. Just a little shout-out to Candy's YouTube. Wow. I, I actually did see the interview. And, and, yeah, good for Candy's YouTube. I'm happy for... She's... I mean, as much as I... Even though I said that I'm kind of sick of her on the show, I'm not really sick of Candy in the show. I am... What I am sick of is that, you know, as much as it's fun to see Housewives be on the the show for years, I think that the show, like I said before, just has a hard time freshening it up. And for some reason, the show is very much insistent on only sticking with six Housewives, which I think Mm -hmm. is kind of a problem, only because 
I think Atlanta is known for having actually a lot of women in the mix. Marlo has been there for years as a friend and now Tanya. I think Tanya should have been a housewife. I don't know why she's not. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tanya should be a housewife to me. I think the show is just like, we're sticking with sex and that's it. And Cynthia and Candy have been on since season two and three. I'm just like, okay. Like, it's time... we need some fresher. We need some fresh faces in here. And, you know, and that's not Eva. Sorry. I agree. I mean, it definitely makes it hard too. when like, like somebody like Candy, like you kind of know what you'll what you're going to get every year. Like nothing, you know, aside from like the stuff happening, like in her life, as far as Candy, like as a person, like I can predict every single move Candy will make the whole season. Like she's always yeah. the voice of reason. You know, she's it's like you know, you know what I mean. You yeah, kind of know what to expect. Bath in Lake Bailey. Like I, you know, I don't feel that sense of comfort in Lake Bailey as much as Cynthia thinks we all do. Like yeah, right. Like I will say, I think the reason why I say what I say about Atlanta and like wanting fresh races is that to be honest, like so I am excited for Atlanta to come back, and I'm also like feeling that sort of. Um, like I'm about like I'm preparing myself because we're about to dive into like Atlanta truly airs from like November to like May. Like no Atlanta's a very long, yeah. I, it is the longest housewife season. It never ends. It's true. Ever. It never last season had 26 episodes. I'm looking at it 26. 26 Damn. episodes. Damn. Includes Portia having a baby, part 1, 2 and 3. Um it's just it's yeah, Atlanta is notoriously long to me. So yeah, as much as I love candy, it's we're gonna we're gonna be with candy until May. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't realize how long is Atlanta the longest airing city? It's the longest. Oh, uh, no, Orange County is. Fuck, I don't think I realized that. I mean, it fe- Beverly Hills feels like it for the love of fucking god. Oh, like I'm sorry. Do you mean like longest running? Like how many years it's been on, or like how many episodes? No, how many episodes? Like, does it is oh, it? Oh, sorry. Atlanta, I think is the longest. Yeah, I, Atlanta. They produce the most episodes. Okay. Okay. Last cool. season was twenty five, twenty six. Then season ten was short. It was twenty two episodes. That's short for them because season nine was twenty five episodes. Beverly Hills feels like it's on for nine months to me. Like it feels like it's Beverly just on forever. Like it's on forever. Forever. It feels like <laughs> it's on. it feels like it's on for until the end end of time. I'm honestly surprised that it's not on right now. <laughs> They're still on TV at like four in the morning fighting about that dog. But I will say that once I, as much as I love the Housewives of Atlanta, once the season ends, I tend to feel like okay, I, you kind of need the break. Oh, one thousand percent. I all whenever it's over, I'm always like. Thank God. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know thank God. That is that when Atlanta ends, Potomac comes on. So it's like, everything is fine again. Like everything is good. We just got like, cause I, and Potomac, I actually didn't want to end, but, but that's cause they have a shorter season than Atlanta does. But like yeah. when Atlanta ends, Potomac comes on, it's Bravo knows exactly what we want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll <laughs> to place it. They know exactly how to schedule it. Do you have any like, um, closing thoughts for Kenya Moore just in general and her failed relationships? <laughs> anymore okay so how do you think the season's gonna be for penny you think it's gonna be a good year for her well besides the divorce do you think it's gonna be a good season with her with the women or bad um i think it'll be good i i I really genuinely have this thing in my head where like it's going to be good because they're so on the outs with nini and like i even saw like there was like a Kenya Moore had a clip on TMZ. I think it was like yesterday or today of her saying like Nene leaks is a bully with no friends. And that's a loaded statement. Like, I think that they're looking for somebody to come in and like, 
you know, be like the Joan of Arc against Nini a little bit. I really do. Um, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be very, I think it's going to be a very good year for Kenya. I'm very happy to have her back. It's needed. Um, I have a very random question for you because mm-hmm. we were talking about Mary to Medicine earlier. Which Mary to Medicine woman would be the best on Housewives of Atlanta? Mm, Mariah or Quad. It's a hard toss up. I've, I know that Quad has been, I've heard that Quad has been asked before, but it would, I, it would have to either be Quad or Mariah. It would have to be. I, I agree. As much as I love like a Dr. Heavenly, it, it would, um, a Dr. Heavenly, the Dr. Heavenly, there's only one. Yes. Um, my favorite thing about her, by the way, is when she says, Dr. He- I'm Dr. Heavenly, Google me. <laughs> <laughs> it would, no it would have to be i almost feel like it would have to be quad honestly i think it would be quad i think it would have to be quad too even though they were looking for mariah to be on the show i think i think it'd have to be quad. I, I, it's interesting that they've asked quad quad lives her life like an atlanta housewife quad is is actually built for, to be an atlanta housewife yeah like the stunts and the gags and she is she was definitely built to be a a atlanta housewife even the way she dresses and the way she shows up places like in drag, <laughs> like she doesn't even like, like quad isn't the girl who like, like Dr. Heavenly, when they go to parties, she puts on a nice, like Ann Taylor loft wrap dress. Whereas quad literally shows up in character. She does. She does. She's also, I, I think that quad is the only one in the show that actually really switches her wigs up every episode, every single day. It's a short blonde bob. It's a long red, like, lob. It is... I mean, it's, like, every day, and it's a look. Like, she literally creates characters every day. I love it. Do you think Kenya Moore this season is going to hawk her hair care line? I don't know. I don't... I mean, I hope so. I do think that people are, like... I know that, like, Black women are still very fascinated by Kenya Moore's hair. Like... Kenya Moore has amazing hair it's unbelievable and i i've i've watched wendy williams run her hands through it and pull at it and there are no tracks like it's her hair (laughs) i know that you know it 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 teeters sometimes on there's some magic hair in there every once in a while there's a ponytail that cascades to the ground but for the most part it's all her hair and it's fucking gorgeous do you think that kenny moore is ever going to act again you know after her roles and quote and waiting to exhale and deliver us from eva um, I think that if this is a good a good year for her, we'll see her in Sharknado 9. That's about it. <laughs> She's in Sharknado 4. I'm looking at her thing now. Is she? Yes. Shut the fuck up. Well, as, as a woman named Monique. Oh, my God. I could see her doing some kind of, like, Atlanta. Because Atlanta is, like, its own world. Like, Tyler Perry, like, runs Atlanta. And I could see her doing some weird, like, Atlanta shit. Me too. I, I actually can so see it. Wow. I'm like looking at her credits right now just because I'm curious. Because that was the other thing about season five is that when Nini was like, I'm an actress now, uh, Kenya's like, well, I was an actress and model for years in LA. <laughs> the new normal. If I had never hear Nini say those words together again, I'll live a happy life. Or when every time she goes, I have arrived. And it's her in like her Hollywood Hills house. Her like rented empty house. Ugh. Um, oh, and Kenya sent her her old furniture. <laughs> oh my god lanithia will be the death of me um she'll kill us all <laughs> well Braden, tell people where they can like find you and stuff on the internet 
Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at the Alvarado and Instagram at the Brandon Alvarado, and then I'm on Facebook as well. And let's just, what's sweet about the Atlanta Housewives? Let's let's interact with the Atlanta Housewives. It's coming back so soon with Jersey. Oh my god, I know the Jersey trailer really wow 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 wow. wow it's wow. gonna be good. I think you should come back for Jersey later. I would love to. Is that who, should be the next thing we talk about? Wow. Okay. Wait. Who should we? Should, oh my god. We talk about Danielle and Oliver Meyer. That really short engagement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We could talk about Danielle. We could go through Dan. Like we should talk about Danielle's like previous life and stuff. I would love to do that. I, I would actually. I'm not even kidding. I would actually read a bit of Cop Without a Badge. Me too. I'd listen to it on Audible. Wow. Yeah, I would too. Wow. Because I have not as much as I was, as much as I've been a fan of this show this franchise, I've never read Cop Without a Badge. I'm actually right now going through a journey of reading books that I, that makes sense for me to have read, but never have. And I'm like, I'm starting Lynn Spears's book, which like is insane that I've never read that. Read that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like very, very dark consolation. She literally wrote it in 2007. So it's like pretty intense. Holy shit. I've I've actually been really wanting to, when is Jimmy Lynn Spears' book coming out? Jamie Lynn Spears is the only person who really knows what's going on in that family. And I'm telling you, I have money on the fact that when the, the shit hits the fan, it'll be because Jamie Lynn got fed up. That's, that's my prediction. Is Jamie Lynn not fed up yet? I think that Jamie Lynn is just like, I don't even, I mean like, cause Jamie Lynn has her own fucking demons and was like basically sold off by her mom to Disney. Like, Jamie Lynn is the per- like such a perfect example of like <laughs> the like the middle or not the middle but like the kid that gets ignored. You know what I mean? Oh yeah! If you ever want to see anything super dark, watch like the intro credits to all that when Jamie Lynn first joined and she's like legit like five years old and she's like dancing on the stage. I'm like, Ugh. that's so sad. But I yeah, was being obsessed with her too when I was a kid. By the way, I loved her. I was obsessed with Zoe 101. I thought it was everything. <laughs> I liked her when she was really little and she was like really um she was like known as just like Britney's like sassy little sister that would like pipe up and say some crazy hillbilly shit in an interview. Yes. Brandon, I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me on. I feel delirious. Of course. I will message you as soon as we're done doing this. You guys, that was episode whatever that number was of the Smush Room. And I hope that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Smush Room, an emotionally broken psycho's Patreon exclusive. Please make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps your boy. Also, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash evpsychos for more information on this show and other Patreon-exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady. That's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. You can also follow this podcast at EBP underscore smushroom. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.